everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It is me, Julia. I still have COVID. I'm still stuck at home. Um, But I wanted to record an episode for you guys because I have been getting a lot of questions um, about how did you grow your Instagram following in my inbox? Because somehow while I've had COVID, my Instagram account has kind of gone crazy again and it and it doubled. And um, like I said, I have COVID currently. I'm not I'm not really working. Um, I I this wow, I'm starting this episode off with I have no clue, but that's kind of the truth. Um, but I did want to just break down as much as I can, like why I think my Instagram account has been so successful lately in hopes that it'll help you if if that's your goal. <laughs> Which by the way, I don't I don't think this needs to be everybody's goal. Um and I'm not I, I don't think that also Instagram following should be confused with um monetary success or business success. I do think it helps. I do think that it's it can if utilized well. You, once again, big capital letters on utilized well can make you um, money and help you, but it's it's only as useful as you make it. And so I just really wouldn't get too hung up on um, follow follower count because there are so many people who have very successful businesses um, that only have you know a thousand followers or 500 followers like it just really i think it's i think it is important but it's it it just it's not the end all be all and also um i think so many people want to rush past the phase of being small when i really think being small can is a huge benefit um for a while i mean if I, I would have never wanted to start my Instagram account and in six months um, after starting my Instagram account, suddenly have it be massive because, you know, six months into doing my art full time, I was, I was still very much figuring out my style, figuring out what I wanted to be doing. And if my account blew up six months in and now my style is dramatically different, I don't know if those followers would have stayed. Like, I, I think... I'm glad that it's blowing up now when I have a clear sense of who I am as an artist. And so taking advantage of the time when it's just the people who care most about you, following you, um, people you know who are friendly faces, because you can explore more. You don't have to worry as much if your feed isn't super consistent all the time. Um, if you want to just do something new and innovative, um, I think that becomes a, not that obviously I'm not, not that I'm not doing that currently, but I think it's a little scarier right now for me to like suddenly make a big change or try something new because, um, I have a lot more eyes on me. And so just really don't, don't think that being at a stage where your account is small is a bad thing. Um, I think it's an amazing testing ground. And as I said before, I would be completely lying if I was like, here is exactly what I did. I know exactly why my Instagram account has been so successful lately because I don't. And I really, really do believe that a lot of it is, you know, creating content that ends up being 
you know, at the right place, at the right moment, and having suddenly, you know, um, getting momentum. I think so much of it is just like momentum. And obviously the way, only way to have momentum and to be in the right place at the right moment is to be creating content. So, you know, I'm not gonna be one of these people who's like, you know, Gary Vee, who's like, post like 12 times a day as much as possible, more post, more better. Like, yes, yes, he's 100% correct. Like, um, but I don't think you have to, you don't have to, slay away and kill yourself um, in order to, to do that. Um, I think posting once a day, um, I think posting every other day, you know, I just think posting as much as you can um, and, and, and so that your content is still good is is all you need, right? Um, just just look at it that way. Like the more shots you take, the more chances you're gonna you're gonna get it in. So that's really it. And no more needs to be said on that. Um, that's something everybody knows. But Outside of that, um, I just think start noticing what content you enjoy uh, seeing on Instagram or insert whatever platform you want to grow on. I That's really what I've done lately. I've just started noticing like, oh, I like that video. Um, I like how that, that video was laid out or I like how, um, you know, that audio matched up with, with that just taking note of what other people are doing and or if I have a creative idea that's something I haven't seen yet that I would like to see making it you know I just think being creative taking note of what you enjoy um on a platform that we all spend (laughs) I know myself in inordinate inordinate wow I can't say that word (laughs) a massive amount of time on um, is important just from just a, um, not, not even just from a content, uh, creation standpoint, but from just a mindfulness standpoint, like I, I think sometimes I get a little, like, I just see these things on my feed and then I'm like, oh, that makes me feel bad. And I'm like, why? And then I realize, oh, the content I've been looking at hasn't been making me feel good. So then I adjust and make content and I start looking for people to follow and content to engage with that does make me feel good. So start noticing what content makes you feel good, makes you feel inspired and um, save it, take screenshots of it, whatever, and and use it as inspiration for your own posts. So that's that's a huge one, I think. And that's just like a way more fun way to interact and um, create content than if than just feeling like you have to pull something out of thin air. Um, I really think that remixing and riffing on yourself and other people or whatever is is is, is fun. And it's the whole point of social media. Like social media is supposed to be interactive and a conversation. And the more you can actually continue a conversation and engage in conversations happening on the platform. Um, the more likely you're you're gonna get people uh, interested and engaged. Another thing that I wanted to talk about um, before I maybe get a little more like technical about um, some growth strategies, which that word makes me like squirm. I don't like I don't whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I really think that if you are a visual artist, your feed and its aesthetic will always matter. And um, I get that a lot of people push back on that because it's like, but I want it to be more lighthearted or I don't care. And I'm like, I'm not saying that that has to be how it is forever, 
But um, if you're selling a visual and people go to your page and it's not clear what that visual is, what the aesthetic is, it's, it's a lot harder for people to sign on. And as they say, confused buyers don't buy. And I do, I think it's a lot easier than people make it out to be um, to create aesthetically pleasing and consistent content. Literally, all it requires is a couple backgrounds that, once again, you don't even have to buy. Like, I have a brick wall outside of my apartment that I take photos in front of, and so it's in a lot of my photos. I have a white, like, dining room table that I take all my photos on. Those two backgrounds together with then the colors of my art creates a consistent aesthetic. It's literally that simple. Um, it's not rocket science. It's not, I think as artists, especially painters, like we probably have it a lot easier than many other people who have to, you know, take photos of themselves. Um, maybe their outfits always have to be consistent. Like, I think that's a lot harder, but you you get to create a consistent aesthetic as an artist. Like it's kind of the work is done for you so all you then have to do is just pick a background (laughs) that that you can take photos on or um the way you lay out photos whatever that is consistent and and that's it it's it's that simple and i think it makes things easier for you um i also think it makes it easier for non-artists to then follow you um i think if you're an artist yourself i think it's far easier for other artists to look at pages that are not super neat and super, um, you know, pulled together and be like, oh, wow, like, I still see it. Like, I, I can put the visual together. I can get a sense for the aesthetic. But for non-artists, which, you know, if you are trying to appeal to non-artists to buy your art, I think you kind of have to play into their hand. And sometimes that means spelling it out super clearly to them. Um, so, I think make making your feed look, you know, both good to you and good to someone who is a complete novice when it comes to art is a great idea. So just make it an, make it as easy of a yes as possible when someone comes to your page. Like just that's really think of it that way. I just need to make it as easy as any as it could possibly be for someone to say yes. And by the way, when I say making it easy for someone to say yes, that means easy for someone who you know you are trying to attract so like obviously like i'm trying to attract people who like colorful cityscapes so that's what i'm gonna show (laughs) like um i'm not if someone wants to follow someone who paints cats like that they're just it's gonna be a no for for them so therefore it's like it's not like you're trying to please everybody and make it as easy of a yes for everyone it's just as easy of a yes as possible to your community. So the next aspect of um, this episode that I want to talk about is is reels. Um, it's something I cannot ignore. I can't skip over. Um, Instagram is literally paying me to make more videos. Um, they paid me $700 last month to make videos. So um, if that's any more evidence that you need that Instagram wants you to post videos. I don't know what more I can say to you. Um, I don't know many other platforms that just paid me that would pay me that much to just to make video content. They are desperately trying to compete with TikTok and other, you know, video centered apps or whatever. But 
really, really, that is their priority right now. And so they will literally, it's like, please realize that like, it is like they are paying you to to advertise your own work right now. That's really what it feels like to me because it's like easy money. Like I'm not trying that hard. Like, um, like I said before, I think remixing older posts that you've created, um, older like videos and whatnot, and reposting them multiple times at a very minimum is so easy to do and just reusing trending audio like i'm telling you like posting a painting once is not enough like and it's not giving your work enough credit like you can use it up like as 20 times if you want like but please like do not leave it to one post or one video um, because you're literally losing money and you're losing potential to have literally millions of people see your work. So do not sell yourself short. Do not sell your art short. Make video content. It is truly that, that so simple to make video content. Um, I, my, I had a video that reached 6.5 million people Yes, you heard that right, 6.5 million people. And it was literally me on my back porch turning a painting around. That's it. <laughs> I literally just turned it around and I smiled. And 6.5 million people saw it and liked it. So, um, and that is why I gained 25K new followers in two weeks. Thank you very much. <laughs> Case closed, point made. Make reels. If you want to grow, grow your Instagram account, make reels. Okay. That's it. And make them simple, make them simple to the point. Just use audio. You like who cares if it's trending, just pick audio. You like save audio. Once again, going back to paying attention to what kind of content you enjoy taking in, saving it as a template for what you're going to create, plug and go and watch the followers roll in. Like it's really that easy. Um, after that, like I think reels are basically like think of reels as like you're fishing and reels is you casting a really wide net and you're getting people in the door. Then you have posts that are seen by fewer people usually, at least in my experience. Some people have posts that do get a lot of views and easily show up on explore pages. But um, for me, my posts don't perform as well as my videos. So I treat my posts as ways to, um, to really like, um, what's it called? Like nourish or uh, uh, deepen, that's a better word. Nourish sounded weird. Deepen my relationship with my following that I currently have. Um, I usually get fewer comments, so I can more easily respond directly to comments on posts than I can on reels. Um, I usually have something more to say when it comes to um, my posts. I very rarely post a long caption when it comes to reels. I, I don't enjoy the way that reels, like when you when you look at a caption on reels, like I for some reason find it hard to read um, and it blocks the video. So I don't enjoy it versus like on a post, like you, you already saw the picture, it's a static image, you're not missing anything. And then you scroll down and you can read. Um, I just find that as a way better medium for posting longer captions if you if you choose. Um, having a little more to say it there, I think, is better. Um, I So yeah, I think that's how I'm currently using reels versus posts. And I'm also like, I don't expect my posts to get as many 
views as many likes and so um, please don't beat yourself up if like one form of content you create doesn't perform as well as the other think of it as like once again like I hate thinking of it as a funnel because it's like the least human like you know relational way of thinking about sales but if you are thinking of it as a funnel it's like you know you're thinking of the, the wide net you're casting the posts are somewhere in the middle and then I would say my, my stories is kind of where it's like the most um, deepened relationship. I mean, people li- literally will see me talking on the camera. I usually am sharing more personal things like I have COVID or um, uh, whatever. Like those are things that like the people who watch my stories, you know, they get they're privy to some of the more intimate details of my life and not that like once again they're that intimate but it's just a step closer to me in my story so just treating each one as like you know reels are like a very much an arm dis- arms distance professional like just me and my art like like on a superficial level just my art um it's grabbing your attention then you have posts that deepen it you get to hear more like words from me and then story is where you really get a little more of the hot mess that i am <laughs> because let's be honest the internet loves a hot mess like and i and i think i used to be self-conscious of this or be like oh my god this is so embarrassing like i really i don't know why i share as much as i do um i feel like i am you know, going to look back on this and be embarrassed. And then I look at other people I follow who share literally so much of their life that I genuinely like, I'm like, wow, I can never imagine sharing as much as they share. And I find it engaging and interesting and not embarrassing. And that is very helpful to me. So the more you can just share aspects of your life that, um, make people feel closer to you, but is, you know, comfortable still for you, the better on your story. And um, I think it also is a great way, you know, to mix up your content because sometimes your content as an artist, maybe it feels a little too salesy of like, and it feels a little one dimensional, like this is me, an artist, and that's all I am. Versus on your story, you can be more, or at least for me, I feel like I can be more of a person there. I can be more, I can have other aspects to me. I can show you that like, oh, I like to cook or bake or here's my fiance and our really a bit about us and our relationship. You know, I, I just think there's, that's where I let it be informal. So whereas my aesthetic on my page is more consistent and polished, my story is where I kind of let it be loose. And um, I think that that formula really works well for me. Everyone is different, truly. Um, But I just think that's how I have grown on Instagram. That's the formula I am using, if if I want to call it a formula. Um, And yeah, I really think it's just a combo of knowing yourself and your art and knowing what kind of content you like to create Um, knowing how to use different forms of content to your advantage and um, strategically, and then letting yourself be a little bit of a mess because the internet loves a mess um, and people relate to it more. So that is really my my go-to. One more thing about that is think of it this way. Like, I don't know if you guys follow a lot of like businesses on Instagram, but I don't even remember there being like a business whose story I ever see or follow because it's not going to be interesting, right? There's not like a 
necessarily like a person in there. Um, we are like very human stories. And if you're all business in your story, it's just not going to be that interesting for people. People want to see people when it comes to a story. So that's how I use stories. And I think that that's sort of, um, that's a good strategy, I think. And I think that's also what's so nice about being an artist and a business is that you can be both, but knowing how to be both um, is really hard sometimes. And so giving yourself a structure where you allow yourself to be one way in a certain form of content and in a different way in another, I think it can just, it just really helps me like separate church and state and still feel like I'm being myself online without, um, you know, sacrificing the, my brand, if you will. So yeah, I hope that made sense and didn't sound too sterile. Um, and then obviously then for me too, there's this podcast where I like really get a long form way of expressing myself where people can deepen even more if they want to and really get to know me through this podcast. So I just, I think just creating levels. Like I really think that that's my biggest strategy is creating levels for people to dive deeper into. If there's, if you literally only have one dimension, it's just really easy for people to forget about you and not like invest. But if you give them something to invest in, like you truly give them an ability to dive deeper, um, they can't, they, A, they, they can, doesn't mean they will, but if they can't even, there's not even an opportunity to, then they won't, right? But if you give them opportunities to dive deeper and become more of, a, of your fan, um, then, then that's really, that's the best way to do it. Um, yeah, so that is my advice. It's like any relationship. I mean, it's like you have certain friends of yours that are superficial friends. Then you have friends who are acquaintances. Then you have friends that kind of like, you check in every once in a while and they, um, you know, like know just rough, like what's going on in your life. And then you have friends that you talk to every single week for a long phone call. And those are you guys listening. You guys are the friends that I call um, once a week and uh, you get the full spiel. And yeah, so that's that's what I think is so awesome about this podcast is that it's my, it's like the, at the moment, my, my deep, the deepest level of getting to engage in my content and what I do. So thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate it. I hope this was helpful in some way, shape or form. And please, please, please remember that Instagram following is not everything and it doesn't make you a better person and it doesn't make you a better artist and you are enough as you are and I love you and I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and um, please tune in next week.